church this is. Kind of feels like a powerhouse. You have the two finest pastors in Australia leading this church. I'm hoping one day that I'll be like John Pierce, you know, like, what a man, what a woman. John and Danielle Pierce. They're basically leading, well, they're leading C3 Australia. But I decided he was doing such a good job of that. He can have my job as well. Pretty much he runs the movement now. I take all the credit. He does all the hard work. Well, I do do a bit of hard work, you know, here and there. But I'm so thankful to God for John Pierce and Daniel Pierce. Thank you, Lord, for this couple. Thank God for this church. Thank God for the Frecker Factor. Watch out, Melbourne. Get ready, Melbourne. What? We're starting about three churches a week these days in the movement. In fact, there was a Sunday last year where we started 23 churches in one weekend. That's a new level. We've never been there before. So when we say we're going to a new level, it's not just hype. 23 churches in one weekend, that's a new level. Soon, it'll be 100 churches a weekend. Because the glory of God is going to cover the earth like the oceans cover the sea. And that means the church is going to grow and grow and grow and grow and expand thousands and thousands and millions and millions of people. I come to Christ. The kingdom of God wins. I've read the last pages of the Bible. And the Bible says that we win. The devil loses. friends testimony tonight what a disappointing thing that Christians 
of him bullying her for whatever reason. You know, uh, but that's not the only things that Christians have been guilty of. Uh, the fact is we're not perfect, uh, but we definitely should be trying to do the right thing. You know, there may be people here tonight who've been a little disappointed with the church. Well, you know, welcome. Amen. You're in good company. All of us have had those moments where people in the church, leaders, other denominations, people have let us down. And I would not be short on saying that I have let people down at times either. You know, like there'll be moments where you wish you had done better. You wish you could have done. So what I want to say is, if you are here tonight feeling a little burned by the church, I'm sorry about that. I, let me apologize on behalf of other Christians, whoever did that. And, you know, I pray that you'll find forgiveness in your heart because, uh, you know, uh, look, if, if I haven't offended you, stick around. Uh, it's, it's inevitable eventually uh, that uh, we will send the wrong emoji to you uh, or uh, something's going to go wrong somewhere down the line. But how good would it be if we were unoffendable? If we were just unoffendable? Now, when Jesus went to his hometown, it says they took offense. He didn't give it. They took it. And isn't that a pain when you're around people? You know, it's just no matter what, what you say, they're going to take offense. It's just, oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, you know. It's just a built-up attitude. I want to tell you that's, that's destroying you. You could lose that attitude. You could get set free from it so that you're not so easily victimized and feeling like the whole world's owing you something and that your wounded, your wounded soul walking through. You don't have to be like that. There's healing for you here tonight. I know I'm talking to somebody right now. There's healing for you from whatever the church has done, from whatever the past has done, from whatever's happened in your world. There's healing for you in this place tonight. There's so much power in this room, I'm telling you. And we're just going to find ourselves going, going up and up and up. And there is healing for people here tonight in all kinds of areas. Now, I, I normally, you know, like I, I would just concentrate on, in these kind of meetings, on prophecy, like seeing into the future for people or seeing into their past or seeing into their presence. And I find that that, that comes reasonably easy. It's like it's, it's God gives gifts to people and that's like one of them. And so here tonight, though, I know that healing's going to come at a, at a whole range of levels and not just physical. I know that, uh, that there are hearts here, just like I was saying, that have been wounded, that are going to get healed. And I just want you to say, I forgive everybody everything. Just, just say it. Tomorrow morning, you might wake up still hating those people. We'll just do it again. Say, I forgive everybody everything. Everything that's ever been done to me, I forgive. I let it go. And you will gradually get a heart that's so strong at forgiving 
and being unoffended, that you'll sail through life laughing while everybody else is carrying these poison, poisonous, toxic burdens that are just defiling their, their soul, their spirit. All you got to do is let it go. All you got to do is let it go and say, okay, I'll let it go. Now, now listen to me. There are some things that are very, very serious. I understand that. That as, as, as a child, if you were abused, that's very difficult to let that go. And, and if you're in a marriage that was violent and abusive uh, and, and it ended, it, it can be hard to get, to get beyond that. I'm not making light of these things because these, these are real issues. But let me tell you, sometimes we think if I can just sit down with a person and talk about it, a couple times a week for six months that that's going to solve it and I know people who've done that and are still wrestling because it's not a, it's not a counseling issue it's a, it's a wound that you've opened up and a devil has gotten a hold of it and is and is driving that home to you all the time crippling you on the inside so I'm going to pray a prayer right now for you uh, for those of you who are in that area and then we're going to move on we're going to move on to another thing. I've got, I've got, I need to pray for somebody who suffers with insomnia here. You can't go to sleep at night. But I need to deal with this now. So all I'm saying to you, don't miss this moment. Because we're going to move on. And, and, it's, and, it's, and that, this moment when the Spirit is, is speaking to you and saying, Hey, let's, let's, get, let's, let's get out of this mess. You feel like your feet are in a bog. You feel like your feet are in mud and you're stuck. It's because you haven't let it go. And I'm praying that God would give you the grace in your heart to face that horrible situation, that dark situation in your past and you'll be able to say, I forgive whoever it is. It may be your father. It may be an uncle. It may be your mother. It may be people in the church. It may be somebody else, but I know this. Tonight is your night of freedom. Tonight is your night of freedom. Normally by this time, in this sort of meeting, I have called people to come up and stand on the stage with me so I can pray for them, but I'm not going to do that on this particular thing because I want you to stay in a, a safe place. I want you to feel like you're, you're covered and you're okay, you can keep it in a uh, a covered place but and deal with it privately between you and the Lord. And uh, Josh here told me last year in Presence Conference, I did something similar to this at the end of a message about deliverance and freedom where I explained that some problems were not just psychological or emotional or chemical but were actually demonic. And, the, and often the church ignores that fact and and, and even though we are trying desperately to address the problem of suicide in this country with pills, counseling, and lifelines, all very good attempts, but still the line is going upwards. It's not going downwards. And that is because hopelessness and despair, a lack of meaningfulness in life are on the inside of people's lives. And that is why prophecy is so good because it's a lifesaver. It tells people they have a future. I'm telling you, you have a future here tonight. I'm telling you, you have a future. I'm telling you, you will not be held into your past by the works of darkness. For this reason, Jesus was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil.
things are possible. Nothing's impossible to him who believes. The Bible says, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Listen to me carefully. The fact that Jesus Christ is in you is a prophecy of your ultimate victory. He is inside you, a prophecy of your ultimate victory. There's no way you can have Jesus on the inside of you and not eventually get the victory. He always overcomes every obstacle that's in the way. Whether it's a stone across a cave, whether it's a embalmed body, whether it's nailed to a cross, he will get through the most impossible circumstance. You don't think it's possible, but I'm telling you it is tonight. In Jesus' name. So I want you right now, if you need to say, I forgive that person, let it go. Father, here tonight, as these people do business with God, and as they say, I forgive those people, I forgive my whoever it is in their world. I thank you, Lord, that we remove the ground. We remove the opening. We remove the platform, the foothold for any demonic force. We disarm that positioning where that, that spirit is choking people. They feel like life is being choked out of them. Here tonight, in the name of Jesus, those people who are, and when I, when I, when I announce this and proclaim this, I want everybody just to praise God with 30 seconds of crazy praise. In the name of Jesus, I command that every evil spirit of vengeance, every evil spirit of unforgiveness and hatred and murder, every spirit of suicide, you will do what I tell you right now. You will get out of people's lives in this building. And in Jesus' name tonight, I declare you are set free. In Jesus' name. shiver in a meeting. <laughs> Almost like, felt like I got set free. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> wow. You guys are on fire. Did you feel that, Mr. Mr. Pierce? That is like a wild thing. I can remember a meeting I was in a long time ago in Colombia, Bogota, actually. And the sense of deliverance and freedom that came into that meeting 
was awesome. Who is the person who is, is an insomniac? You can't go to sleep at night. Would you come up here? Is your husband here? That's him. Stand there. Um, so, there's probably somebody else with this as well. Are you there? Okay. I'm thinking of an older person. Guy. Is that you? Yeah. Okay, come up here. Thank you, Jesus. Just stand there, would you? Stand there. Okay. So we're going to pray right now for these people who can't get to sleep. Some of you sleep too much. And uh, some of you can't go to sleep. You just need to find that place where God says he gives his beloved sleep. Now, there's, 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 there's a secret in that verse, guys, and that's knowing that God loves you. If you know that God, he gives his beloved sleep. If, you, if you've got an awareness that God loves you, it helps going to sleep because fear will keep you awake. And, uh, and I know this, that this is a terrible thing to have. You, you don't want to be lying there awake all night, staring at the ceiling. And, uh, and if he gives his beloved sleep, then it's the other guy who's keeping you awake. <laughs> right? And in Jesus' name, we're going to see healing coming to these guys' lives. You know, I feel like we're, we got a powder keg in here and uh, a lot of miracles are going to happen in this place tonight. So uh, just, just stay standing for me. Is that okay for a little while? I just want you to stay tuned in. It's like, you know, you're at the... At, at a, you know, a footy match and you just can't sit down or something because Jesus keeps kicking goals. Amen. Lord Jesus, yeah. Oh, there's another one. Amen. Heavenly Father, and I believe God right now, amen, is going to touch you, going to touch you, going to touch you. You're way too young to not be able to go to sleep. Lift up your, your hands, lady. The Spirit of God is on you. And... Uh, uh, you know, uh, I see you in a valley, uh, which is quite a long valley, and you've been walking in this valley for a long time. Uh, and it's a, a valley where it, you can easily get a little low, get depressed. Uh, but you're coming through this valley because you're still walking. There have times when you want to give up, but you haven't given up. And because you haven't given up, you are going to get through this valley. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, says the Lord. The Lord is speaking to you. David declared that statement because he knew that God was with him as he walked through that valley. In the name of Jesus, I speak sleep into this woman's life. Get off her mind, you have an enemy. In Jesus' name, tonight, touch her. Let her know the power of the Holy Spirit. And I bind death from coming anywhere near her life. That spirit of darkness and depression and death that tries to overwhelm her with negativity. Get off her mind and get off her thinking tonight. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, 
young girl will know the power of God on her. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I pray that you touch him tonight with healing so that he sleeps. In Jesus' name. Dear God of heaven and earth, we praise you now. Father, for the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good. How you doing, all right? That's your husband over there. He doesn't keep you awake all night, does he? Have you got children here? Freka. That keeps you awake at night. Yeah, I, I, I knew he was Dan's father. I've never met you. So I'm just making sure I got all the facts right. Dan and Ebony. Come up here. Come up here. Just hang around. It's okay. You don't have to go anywhere. Just, you good? Yeah, come over here. Well, do we say August? Melbourne in August. In the name of Jesus. Father, I'm praying that you'll help this couple start a great church. Their steps are going to be ordered by the Lord. And I see you walking. I see you walking in the mayor's office. I got no idea why you're walking into the mayor's office, but it might be a good idea to tell him that you're starting a church and to get on the side of the government straight away. Go and meet with him, ask for a meeting, go and meet them, let them know what's happening, say where you're from, say what denomination you're with, explain what you plan to do in the community, good works and everything else. And I believe that that will be a step into the future. I also see the bank unlocking a vault. Uh, just a combination lock on, the, on a bank vault. It's getting opened and money is being put into your hands. In the name of Jesus, Father, I believe that I'll be looked after by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe, Lord, that you'll cause Dan and Ebony as leaders to have such an anointing on them to bring a supernatural church right into the heart of Melbourne. In Jesus' name. I see Greek people in your congregation. I see Italians in your congregation. I see Koreans in your congregation. I see Japanese people in your congregation. I see Asians of all kinds in your, in your congregation. Many, many Chinese people in your congregation. And you will raise up these multi-ethnic groups and see them expand, every one of them by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, let the grace and the power of the living God, Ebony, you're gonna see visions of God. You're gonna see visions that will guide you. Lord Jesus, you'll touch Dan with power to reach out to a new generation of teenagers. A whole range of, do not despise the youth that come into the house. Do not think these are insignificant. This will be the most significant thing that can happen in the house, that a whole youth generation will come into the house of God. Father, the anointing, 
will fill that house <laughs> with people from on high. Amen. How you feeling? Feel like going to sleep? <laughs> go home and go to sleep in the name of Jesus. Not just yet. Wait, wait for the meeting to finish. Good. God's good, right? Thank you, Jesus. You, you can be seated. God's good. We are, uh, we're seeing so many great things happen. I know that so many people are going to feel set free from, from what, what we just did before when we were praying for people. God is going to bring freedom into your world and into your, into your heart. This lady here with, with the glass, come, come over here, would you? Yes, you. Are you new here or you are new? No, you've been here for a while. Ten years, okay. Uh, what's your name? Petra? Petra. You're Greek? German, okay. That's awesome. And you've been in this church for ten years. Well, Petra, I see blessing on your family. I see the answer to prayers. I see God just speaking uh, to you about a, uh, a, a breakup being healed. And I see a, uh, a something that is in your far distant past, actually, being healed from early days where there was a breach in a relationship. But God is, is going to do it. It's going to do something that you've wanted to happen for so long. And it just, it almost like you, you, you thought, how could it ever happen? But nothing is impossible with God. Does that mean anything to you? It does. Can you tell me? Yeah, past relationships in Germany. Yes. Yeah, I see the relationship in Germany and it's, it's broken. Yes. But would it be good if God healed that? I see him bringing healing to it. I see a, uh, it, it's got, uh, I see a roadway, uh, I see a highway, and there's, uh, it's like, it's like this, there's a, there's a, there's a certain roadway towards that healing, and it's about them having the courage to get on that road as much as you. It's about courage. And it's about taking a step of faith. And it's about reaching out. Do you know, sometimes I have had words like this in a meeting, not even like this, and yet people have reconciled. Uh, Pastor John was with me in a particular city where we saw a son-in-law and a mother-in-law who hadn't spoken for 20 years reconcile in that meeting. Pretty much in that meeting, they had lunch the next day, and uh, and God healed their hearts. Amen. And I see, I see the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, coming on your life. I see Him coming as a dove. Now He can come as fire, oil, wind, or river. You know, but but such a gentle. Uh, your words will bring healing to people because of the gentleness of delivery 
And uh, because of this, what's happened in the past. Okay, so here's the word of the Lord. Freely you have received, freely give. Because God is not judging you about what happened in the past, you're not to bring judgment on anybody in the future. And because He is freely and graciously giving you a freedom from the past, you'll find it easy to give freely to everybody who comes into your world. And it won't be like counseling necessarily. Some of it will be. But sometimes it'll be a simple sentence or a note or a word to people and it'll change their lives. Lift your hands to God. Father, I'm praying for Petra today. Let the power of the Holy Spirit touch your life. Let her know the anointing filling her, overflowing her. Power in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. That's good. That's great. This couple here, would you come here? You guys married? You've been married long? You better come down here or the pe people are going to get broken necks looking around. Where that? How long? 11, you think. You sure you're married? You're bad with dates. Well, you must have been okay with this date. You know, like, uh, okay. You've been in this church long? A long time. 18 years. You got children? They're here? Two and a four-year-old. Twin. Two twins. They're both four years old. And you've been married 11 years. And you had twins just four years ago. So you waited seven years. I prophesied over you, so those twins are my fault. There's, there's been many nights in that house where they wish they had never met me. Miracle babies. Would you like some more? God's been good to you, right? Okay, so this isn't about babies. This is about money. And uh, I see a new day of prosperity coming into your world where you'll have a house in your hands in Jesus' name. Do you own your own house? You do. Well, I see this thing getting paid off. Just what? You just did. Well, I see it paid off. There it is. Isn't that amazing? Right. Okay. So I'm just catching up with Jesus here. He's telling me stuff that's happening right now. Yeah, so that's good news. But I see, I see it's the beginning of a whole new era of prosperity in your life. Where you, you, you will own way more than one house. And uh, you're going to be a blessing to this house. And because you've been a blessing to this house, that's why God has blessed your house. 
your children will rise up and they will also be a voice for God. And they will also prosper under the covenant that God has cut with you. Because of your generosity to this house, He is being generous to your house with not just one, but many houses. Great blessings coming into your hand because He entrusts you. And I declare today that you will prosper in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, bless them today. Let the power of the Holy Spirit pour down on their own. Be anointed. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. I want you to just, just, just come over here, sister. Stand. Oh, don't, don't, don't touch your back. Just lift your hands. I want you to get a full measure of this anointing on you. God, touch her. Let her know that touch of God. Stand up. Come here. Yeah, Lord. Lift your hand. Father, touch him today. Let the power of God. God is good, right? Thank you, Jesus. Now, uh, I had a word this morning that was to do with a, uh, a woman's uh, internal biology in her midsection. And I have a, a word like that exactly again right now. So I'm wondering who that is, and I want to pray for you, that God will help you. It's a woman in her uh, middle ages, and uh, God is going to help you. Late 30s. Yeah, is that you? Come over here. God is going to help you. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> You're right? You good? God is going to help you. Yeah, yeah. Lift your hands. Reach out to God. Father, help her tonight. In the name of Jesus. Healing, Father. Yeah, all the damage from the past is going to be healed. Yeah. That dark shadow from your past. That's a deep, that's a deep wound. You're going to be okay. You're going to come through this right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus. I see somebody making you do something that you didn't want to do. I see you under pressure to do what you didn't quite realize at the time what was happening. But right now, Jesus is helping you get set free. Sometimes you've wondered if it could ever happen that you could be set free or forgiven or delivered. But I know that right now, healing is coming to you. God is merciful. God is kind. God is good. There's a mountaintop for you. You've lived in the valleys too long. There's a mountaintop for you. Your life is going to change. You have to be prepared to let it change. 
God is going to bring deep and permanent and beautiful change into your life. Father, touch her now with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, we praise you. Your grace and your power fills her. In Jesus' name. Okay? Good. It's good, huh? God is good. You can be seated. It's good just lingering, right? I think the last time I was here, Jeremy closed the meeting. Was that right? I think that was right. He had a lot of difficulty making that happen because it felt like this. I want to share something with you, and I, I can see that we've got about 20 minutes. So I want, to, I want to take some time right now and take you to some scriptures. You guys can stay up here, uh, the band, that is. And uh, I, want, I want to take you to Jude 20, verse 25, Jude 20 through to 25 and verse 20 says but you beloved building yourself up on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost do we get that or not? no okay it's alright presence conference is about us replenishing depleted people. That's one of the things that the presence of the Lord will do for us. It says that we receive times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And I know way too many people who are drained. They're tired. They feel exhausted and it's the kind of exhaustion that a holiday doesn't fix. It's the kind of exhaustion that sleep doesn't fix because they wake up feeling tired. And the, the effort to live life is just seemingly so enormous because that exhaustion and that depletion has not come through physical output. It's come through draining. Now, all of us know people in our lives who are like vampires, right? They suck the life out of you. You just, you're with them for five minutes and you feel exhausted. Well, it, it, for me, it takes about 10 seconds. And I can feel my battery goes. And when, when you get that and you feel the drain, you're now on the bottom of the barrel scraping your emotions, trying to get through each day. You think a cup of coffee's gonna fix it. So you get a little jittery from the coffee. You, you, you try and get external stimulus, like watch a movie or 
or have some fun doing something exciting, but it doesn't actually touch that level of energy and life that you need. Now, I, Chris and I have been doing what we do for nearly 50 years. People ask us, how the heck do you keep on doing what you're doing? Because it is, it is pretty hectic. I, I travel around the world maybe, I don't know, 10 times a year. The, next week I'm in Java. Uh, I was just in England uh, and then Amsterdam and then here, there and everywhere. And, and sometimes I, I don't know where I am. I got no idea. I have to tell myself before I go to sleep, you're in London and the toilet is over there because <laughs> I forget where it is and you don't want to open up the refrigerator. You know, uh, <laughs> the lettuce tasted kind of funny, you know. Uh, oops. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't need that, did you? You're Queenslanders, you can cope with that. Goodness me. Down in Sydney, they were a wild crowd. What did he say? Okay. Here's the thing, guys. That uh, I know that God, God can inject life into you. And this says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I would like people to realize what kind of level of power you've got on the inside of you. Jesus said, if you drink this water, it'll become in you a fountain of life springing up. So the water you drink becomes a fountain. The water I drink becomes a fountain springing up. The water I drink becomes a fountain springing up. The water I drink becomes a fountain. So, so how do I drink the water? Well, let me tell you, you drink the water of the Holy Spirit by praying, by praying in the Holy Ghost. You drink the water of the Holy Spirit by worshiping. You drink the water of the Holy Spirit by laughing. When you laugh, pray, or sing in the presence of God, you are drinking. And as you drink, that water becomes a fountain generating energy on the inside of you that is beyond physical energy. It's beyond mental energy. It's beyond emotional energy. It's called spiritual energy and it's everlasting life. It's everlasting energy that stirs you up on the inside so that you're no longer living on the bottom of the barrel. You're no longer scraping. And you know there's a better version of you. Because people say, hi, how are you? And you go, You say, what did I do that for? Your little kid comes up and says, mommy, my, don't bother me now. And you're thinking, what am I like that? You know you're not like that. I know you're not like that. So I got to learn how to stop leaking. If other people aren't draining me, if circumstances aren't demanding of my batteries, I got to learn how to stop using too much of my battery and leaking energy. If I've got a leaky tap, I need to fix it. 
So this scripture starts by saying, but you, which is, which is a great way to, to define, you are different to another group of people. Because before that, they are saying, Judah's talking about grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts. They, they are mockers and they are sensual persons and they cause divisions. So he's talking about that crowd. He says, but you, you're not that crowd. The quickest way to drain your battery is to be a complainer, is to be a mocker, is to be a grumbler. If you're a grumbler, stop it now. It's the thing that binds most everybody together. It's the common language. If you meet somebody on the bus, say, yeah, I heard about the new Prime Minister. Yeah, well, how many are we going to have? You know, my Lord, we get a new one every week. You know, and just, like, oh, have you seen the weather? It's getting so hot up here. I'm like, oh, it's a, you know, no, but it's just, they tell me it's going to be freezing tomorrow. Oh, no, have to get my coat on. You know, like, oh, oh yeah, you know, the Labor, they're going to take our retirement money. You know, like, oh, I don't know what these Liberals are up to. You know, like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. If you live like that, you are a grumbler. Everything's a complaint. And you wonder why you're depleted. You wonder why your life is so drained because you're so negative. You say, no, I'm not negative. Yes, you are. If you complain and are grumbling about everything all the time because everybody else does and you're trying to fit in, why don't you change the tone? Change the temperature. Be the thermostat. Turn it up. And say, life's pretty good up here. Life's all right around here. And they go, well, well, you know, as long as you can get away from the sand flies. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. The weather's perfect. And, and it blows my mind that here in Australia, there is so much complaining and grumbling. And so many people taking their own life. This is, my, you might think this is like a lightweight issue, but it's not. We live in a, a beautiful country where people have learned the art of being negative. And they're living at an exhausted place. So there's no reserves to sustain the confrontations that relationships have, to sustain the demand and the pressure that work will put on our lives. Because we're built to take all that. If we're not gonna go, if we complain about it all day, we lose the energy. So, you are the people who are but you. You're not like that, you're not typical. You're a different crowd and this is what holiness is called. Holiness means I am different. There are people of doubt, I'm a person of faith. There are people of complaining, I'm a person of thankfulness. Okay, so now, let me talk to you about the power of thankfulness. Because it's so easy to underestimate. You can train yourself to be thankful. Think about something 
that's beautiful in your life right now. Thank God for that. Isn't that awesome? You might go, yeah, but. Don't put the but there. Put the but after a negative. Don't put the but after a positive. But you, following the negative, you build yourselves up. That means, that means I don't just build me up. It means we are under construction because Jesus says, I will build my church. That sounds like construction to me. That means that nobody is finished yet. So what they present as is not the finished product. So we are involved in building one another. So it's, look, it's easy to find the fault in another person. Some of you walked in here tonight. You're Johnny Log Eye. I mean, you got a big log coming out of that eye. Everywhere you look, bang, boom. You got a duck when Johnny Log Eye hits the room because he can see everything that's wrong. Actually, he says, take that log out of your own eye before you start trying to pick specks out of other people's eyes. Because that just makes you negative. Negativity is at the basis of an exhausted life. Negativity about your husband. Oh, but you don't know my husband. He's, he's a slob. He's hopeless. Hasn't had a job for three years. He's just useless. My mother-in-law has to come around and help us dig the garden. He just won't do anything. As long as you think like that, you leave him as he is. For some of you, it would be like a life changer. For some of you, it might be a lifesaver. To actually move from being a negative person to being a positive. But you, beloved, building yourselves building one another up. How awesome is this band? Thank God for the band. How awesome is your pastor? Thank God for your pastor. How awesome is Dan and Ebony Frecker? Thank God for Dan and Ebony Frecker. How awesome are your neighbours? That wasn't so enthusiastic, was it? And you say, yeah, but you have it. You know, God says, love your neighbor. Yeah, but God hasn't met my neighbors. You know, it's like, God loves them, but he wants to love them through you. And we are different people in this world. We are the light of the world. So when we meet people, we're positive about them. And do you know what? It is the most amazing thing to me. Because we, like you, have lots and lots of people who have never been in church before, walk into church, and they cannot believe how positive everybody is. In fact, they think it's fake. Often they think it's fake. I've had people get fired from their job because they went home from our church too happy. The boss said, you must be on drugs. I said, no, I'm not on drugs. I just go and started going to the church. No, I don't believe you. Nobody's that happy. See ya. Yeah. Wow. The world is in darkness. You and I are in the light. But you, beloved, building up yourselves, recharging, 
I have a culture of recharging in my life. I jump in the car, I plug in my phone. I go to bed at night, I plug my watch over there, I plug the phone in, I plug the computer in. When I sit down, everything is charging. But it doesn't charge if I don't plug it in. That's simple, right? I got to plug in. I got to get connected. If you're not connected in this church, connect. If you're not connected in the movement, connect. Take four days out and come to Presence Conference and plug in. And you will find a recharge comes into your spirit. So that you go away and you have a charge that is high. And because you were in this meeting, you've learned how not to drain the battery by grumbling and complaining or hanging out with a negative crowd. But learning how to be thankful will keep you in a place of being charged. What a beautiful feeling it is when you look at your phone and the battery's all the way up. What a bad feeling when it's all the way down and it's looking red. But what a nice feeling it is when you see that little lightning rod come in the middle there. They, whoa, baby, we're good again. We're recharging. If I don't make it to church once a week, my battery's gonna be low. That is what church is about, getting fed power into your system so that you are charged again. This phone is of great value right now, but without any battery power, it's useless. And you and I, without power, come on. Jesus said, go wait in Jerusalem, church, until you're clothed with power. Don't go anywhere until you get clothed with power. Because you're trying to live a Christian life that is impossible, basically. The Christian life is not hard. It's impossible. You cannot do it without power from on high. So every time you come into the house of God and you reach out, now I know churches where you can go and come out more drained than you were when you went in. Because they're demanding so much from you. Happily, you're not in a church like that here. You're in a church that is boosting you and building you and constructing you every week, giving you pathways to walk on. In Jesus' name. And I believe that here tonight, the immense power of God is coming to this room to touch lives and bring such a transformation to you. I'm going to pray for a few more people just towards the end of the service, but I want to ask this question before I do that. There may be some of you here tonight who have never asked Jesus to come into your life. And I would think that tonight would be a really good time for you to do that. You've never prayed a prayer that goes like this, God, come into my life. You might have done some religious statements, but you've never said a prayer like that. Or you might be away from God. I want you to come back tonight. I want you to come back to God. Return to Jesus. Or thirdly, you might, you might come to church, but you're not sure if you're going to heaven. Like you hope you are. You think you are. But you're not certain you are. I want you to make sure you're going to heaven tonight. So can I ask everybody to close their eyes? If that's you, 
you've never asked Jesus to come into your life or you've been away from God and you need to come back or you're just not sure you're going to heaven wherever you are in this meeting right now if that's you never prayed that prayer you're coming back to Christ you're making sure you're going to heaven right now would you put your hand up in the air for me just raise it high so I can see thank you thank you thank you thank you who else is there thank you thank you who else is there thank you thank you one two three four five six seven eight who else is there just raise your hand high say that's me pastor I want to thanks young man I see your hand nine ten who else is there would you raise your hand right down the back there I see your hand God bless you eleven who else is there would you raise your hand Anybody else at all, just raise it high and say, that's me. I want Jesus to come into my life tonight. I want to be born again. I want to meet with Christ. I want to make sure I'm going to heaven. If there's one more hand, please raise it right now. Raise it high for me to see you. And we're going to pray for you. Thanks, young man, down here in the blue shirt. I see you. Thank you, lady. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. God bless you. Look, can can I ask you to look this way right now? Those of you who raised your hand, can I ask you to do something really brave, really courageous. We're going to stand up in a couple of seconds. When we do that, I want you to come and stand down the front here. Would you do that for me? I want to shake your hand. I want to pray for you. Let's all stand. Welcome these guys as they come tonight. Just come. Just come. Now is your time. Now is your time to meet the Lord. Hi, young man. Come on, give these guys a big hand. So nice to see you. So nice to see you. Just come. Just come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. So nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. He's your friend. Great, great, great. God bless you. So nice to see you. There were others who raised their hands. I want you to come right now. Just come. Just come. Now is your time to meet the Lord. Now is your moment for Jesus to come into your life. You to be born again. Yeah, just come. Just come. Others of you never met the Lord. Now's your time. Hi. What's your name? This is so nice to meet you. Hey, man, what's your name? Cameron. So good to meet you, Cameron. Yeah, there was a couple others who raised their hands. Uh, oh, you're the young boy, boy with the blue shirt. Yeah, I saw you over there. Yeah. And there was a lady down the back there. Was that you? Might be. No, you were over there, were you? What's your name? Jess, so nice to meet you, Jess. Guys, we're going to pray a prayer. And I want you to say these words to God after me. Can you close your eyes? Can you say these words right now? Dear God in heaven, I ask Jesus Christ to come into my life. I ask to be born again. Cleanse me from all sin. Make me your child. Help me follow you. Thank you, God, for saving me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Father, I pray for peace on each of these lives. Touch Jess tonight. Help her find a way into the future. God loves you, Jess. Life hasn't been that easy for you. I can see that, you know, and just, just what God tells me about you. It's a little challenging, some of the things you've faced in life, and it's been really difficult. But I'm telling you right now, God is for you. And if He's for you, nobody can be against you. It's like you got some people out there maybe who haven't always appreciated you. But God does. 
okay? He loves you. He's going to look after you. You don't need to be confused any longer about where you've come from or where you're going, about who you are. God has made you exactly how He wants you. You've had some background in Christianity, but this is going to be a new day for you. Okay? This is a new day where just that kick on the inside, if you let it go, you're going to find yourself surrendering to Christ. So that you say, I'll do what you want, Lord, not what I want. I know that's going to work for you. I'm really confident of that. Cameron, how good is this? Ah, a lot of ink on your arm there, man. Yeah, I like it. Well, sort of. Yeah, amen. I do. Well done. It's amazing. If I had the courage, I'd probably do that. Too old though now. You ready to ready to follow Jesus, Cameron? With everything you got? You probably work out a little bit, right? That's good news. I see you prospering in life. I see you doing really well. Do you know when Jesus uh met somebody for the first time, often he would give them a prophecy, just like he saw Nathaniel. He said, behold, an Israelite in whom is no guile. Have you ever read that in the Bible? It's, I know, it's a strange statement. Okay, so while you're all listening, this is, this is a perfect example of what I've been preaching about. Nathaniel said to Peter when he said, or Andrew, when he said, we found the Messiah, he said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That's a cynic, right? When Jesus met Nathaniel, he said, behold, an Israelite in whom is no cynicism. Right? who's not a cynic, but he was a cynic. So what's that about? That's about Jesus calling you what you're not. So if you're, if he first meets you and you're a bitter person, he says, what a wonderful, forgiving person you are. If you're a hateful person, he says, what a beautiful, loving person you are. It's easy to be negative if you're just living by the by the side of your eyes. When he meets a doubter, he says, what a great man of faith you are. When he meets a depressed person, he says, what a joyful person you are. We are world changers, people. That's how you change the world. You speak life into death. You speak hope into despair. You speak light where there's darkness. Woo! I feel so good about this message. I feel like it could change your life. Amen. Well, certainly can change your life, Cameron. But I know you're a positive person already. But God is going to do so many great things in your life. And you, Jess. And you, young man. And you. What was your name again? Lisa. God is going to do great things for you. Do you have family here? Sorry? They're at home. 
Hubby and kids are at home. I see strain in your world, stress and strain. But you're going to be okay, Lisa. What you're doing tonight is giving Jesus Christ your stress and your strain. like there's a there's a crossroads that you're at right now and this decision to follow Jesus is going to change change that it's going to work out it's going to be just fine is that all right does that mean anything to you it does people think one thing about you and your family, but the other, there's a different reality that, that nobody but God in heaven knows, but He does know. He knows things that nobody else knows and He understands, okay? He's got a way of bringing healing and I want you to take that with you tonight. In fact, I can see some things and often I don't say what I can see and I'm not going to right now, but I just need to let you know that <clears throat> there's healing and just the lifting of a lot of stress and strain. You good? God is good. All of that cloud this, there's a, there's a, a lot of confusion. Now I'm going to pray for your husband. What's his name? Huh? Khan? In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for Khan tonight and the children. Let healing come over that household. And I rebuke the confusion and I command healing to come in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, by the power God, touch her. Let healing, peace come into her world tonight. In Jesus' name. Everybody, I want you to pray. Just pray for Lisa and Khan right now. That this is important. This is really important. I know that God is helping this girl through one of the toughest moments of her whole life. You're not alone. Lisa, God touches it, touches it. That's all right. That's just God. It's just the power of God touches it. Father, Jesus' name. Lord, I pray. I'm just going to pray for you. Jesus, touch this woman. Let her know the power of God. Pray that you'll help her. Jesus' name. Let peace come. Peace of God passes all understanding. Give this girl new hope. I bind despair out of her mind. Loose her, set her free. In Jesus' name, touch this girl. Your presence, your power, the Holy Spirit brings healing tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, we praise you. God is good. Touch this young man. Let him know the power of God on him tonight. Your grace fills his lungs. 
Spirit of God, touch Jess now. Let the anointing fill Cameron. Lord God, the anointing fills his lives in Jesus' name. What's your name, young man? Huh? Noah. Noah. I see, I see a voice in you. When you're 15, how old are you now? You're turning 13 this year. When you turn 15, you're going to speak for God. The voice of the Lord be found on your lips. In Jesus' name, fill him with prophecy. What was that, Jess? That was amazing. Hey, incredible. Big, strong guy like you. Okay, I got some people who are going to give you a Bible and help you with some stuff. So if you turn around or, yeah, just, just see, see that lovely lady there? She's like the nicest person we could find in the whole church. And so if you just go with her, she's going to look after you. Give the Lord a big clap offering. back to pastor this church is going to a new level this church is going to a new day this church is going to enjoy a new oil and a new wine four new areas the oil is more powerful the wine is more intense the day is bigger and brighter and the level is higher and broader it will involve greater outreach, greater impact, greater influence. And I see a major part of it will be honey and healing from heaven, bringing sweetness to the sour, sweetness to the bitter, sweetness to the negative. The sweetness of God will be like honey from a rock. And people will come here attracted to the sweet that God has for their soul. For people are tired of the negative, tired of the sour. Lord Jesus, I thank you that a fountain of the sweet healing life of Christ is unlocked in this church. From this day, in Jesus' name. And I believe that many, many, many people from this congregation will become healers for the entire Sunshine Coast. In the name of Jesus, come on, everybody. Give the Lord a great clap offering.
God. I sometimes get in one of those moods where I just feel like we could go for a week. Well, we are going to do that in about three weeks' time. Amen. <laughs> I'm speaking on the first night. That's the only night I'm speaking. Because uh, we've got other speakers coming in that got brilliant things to say. But the, one of the reasons I'm speaking on that first night is with a few thousand people there, I, I feel God speaking to me already about what I'm going to do that night and what He's talking to me about. And it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of exciting because it's, it, it demands a lot of courage. So I want you to pray for us to move into those realms of courage and boldness where God is going to move and bring miracles to pass. I mean, real big miracles. I want to shake the city of Sydney. I want to shake the nation of Australia in Jesus' name. And I want us to be the people in C3 who are prepared to have the courage to step into zones where only the bold will go. I have some of these books out there that I've written, and so please get a hold of them. Hope, Faith, You the Leader, Moving in the Spirit. This book is about how to do some of the things that I was doing here tonight. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a pretty basic book to get you started about how to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons I spent some time with the people who met Jesus here tonight is that that's what happened to me. The night I met the Lord, people set me free and got me filled with the Holy Spirit. And I've been following Jesus for 50 years since that moment. It's a pretty important moment and it needs to be a supernatural moment, not just one that we leave to the counselors and, and thinking that filling out a form is gonna keep you safe for the next 50 years. An experience will do that. We are bringers of experiences, the experience of God. Thank you for having me this weekend. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you all again. Thank you, sir. Thank you.